Welcome to Creative Conversations with Costume Designers. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. <laughs> well, us costume designers have a lot to say about what it looks like to tell stories with clothing. I'm your host, Mandy Line. I've been a costume designer for the last 22 years. During COVID-19 lockdown, I felt lost, not being able to make words on a page come to life through costume design. I decided to reach out to my peers, come to find that they felt the same way. I decided to seize the moment and start this podcast. We don't need a lockdown to want to be inspired, motivated, and entertained. So each week, tune in to hear amazing, (laughs) unexpected stories of what it looks like to be a costume designer to them. No one's story is the same. Trust me. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Each episode is brought to you by the Western Costume Company, your one-stop shop for all your costume needs. Okay, so my assistant said this was one of his favorite interviews, and I have to agree. My next guest and my friend, Meredith Markwork Pollock. She is so talented, it's ridiculous. Okay, here we go. Let's do this. Ooh, uh, Oh, you wore stripes. I almost did it, but I did I almost asked you to. Whatever. (laughs) So I wore this just in case you wore your pink wig. You know, I just wanted to make sure that we matched. Hi, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Okay, guys, what I do, I do my little introduction and then I let them talk. So first of all, I just want to let everybody know, and Meredith can attest to this, one of my favorite dress shows is Dynasty, okay? I, she may have like a restraining order on the side for me. I text her daily. I know she's in fittings. I know she's in meetings. I text her, where'd you get that? How did you get that in? How'd you do it so fast? So I just, first of all, Dynasty is the show that she's been doing these past seasons, bow down to the epicness of that show, number Aww. one. And we will touch on that later. Don't worry, people don't freak out. Number two show, which I have never seen, but I ended up staying up till 2 a.m. in the morning last night, going down a rabbit hole of photos from the show Rain. And I swear, Meredith, Rain is going to, you're going to get a call one day that is going to lead you to your Emmy or your Oscar because of what someone saw on Rain. It is, Aww. oh my God, no, it's so beautiful. Thanks. And. It's just, it's mind blowing. And I guess the show that kind of blew you up, Heart of Dixie, a lot of people have been texting me about that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Heart of Dixie, that was my first, you know, my first one. And it definitely has like a cult following. I think all the shows I've worked on have this like niche cult following. I mean, same with your shows. Yeah. That maybe they're not the most popular shows you know, out there, but they definitely have their like diehard fans that are like very loyal and really care about the shows, which oh, I, I really appreciate. I found that out. I thought I got like all these dating apps, like Texas in the middle of the night. And I was like, Ooh, people, lo-. I'm like, these are literally just Meredith's fans asking me questions about these shows. And they know, <laughs> they know oh, yeah. what episode, well, I remember on pretty little liars. Once I put Spencer in stripes I never heard the end of it because everyone was like, oh, no, no, no. Aria wears stripes, not Spencer. Like, you have to be on your toes, right? With all these. Oh, yeah. I mean, they call me out on mistakes and, like, Isn't that- I use them, some of them, for continuity. Like, it's. it's oh, do you, have you reached out to a fan before? 
Well, there's um, the account, the Dynasty Closet account. Um, I don't know if you're watching, but um, she has documented every single piece of clothing and jewelry ever worn on the show. She has a huge following. And every now and then she will ask me a question, but usually she figures out on her own. her own. (laughs) So when someone else is asking me like, oh, who made... Fallon's top from season one, episode three. I'm like, I have no clue, nor do I have the time no. to find the continuity book wow. and look it up. So I just go to Dynasty Closet and I'm like, oh, here. And then I you look, look it up. I so. love that. So <laughs> all of you fans out there for us costume designers, start a closet and then we can contact. Oh my God, that'll be great. It's like a little side hustle. I, I mean, it, it works. It helps a lot. Wow, that's so cool. Um, so as I'm doing all these interviews and I'm, you know, listening to people's stories. One of the, and I don't want it to become the repeat question, but it's kind of become the coolest question. You know, Sal's story, how he got started, Tracy's story, Bruce's story. We are all so different. And I know your story, because I'm talking to you, your story is quite long, but one of the most important things that you spoke, that we talk about on these interviews is putting in the work. Can you touch on that job that you were on when maybe the money just wasn't coming and you were almost ready to give up this career? What shifted it because you put in the work? Yeah, so I, as I was telling you, I started out as an intern in New York on a film called The Notorious Betty Page. John Dunn is a costume designer. Huge. And he was incredible and it was my very first job and I was so green I was so intimidated by all of it but I loved being there and I was there 12 plus hours a day I was driving around this I called it the kidnapper van (laughs) and I was like driving John Dunn to like Jersey to but happy as can be right so happy and I I would never ever complain I told you I spent the first two days putting like foam we call them like (laughs) condoms for the hangers like putting them on spent two days doing that and I was happy as a clam you know so happy um but finally I I like seriously ran out of money and I'd been working for free for two months or so and I went to the supervisor and was like I'm so sorry but I I have to leave like I'm gonna have to go back to California I I literally can't can't live I can't afford to be in New York and not make any money anymore and um her name was gail fitzgibbons and she was like give me a minute and walked out of the room i'm like what she comes back she's like all right you're a pa now you're you know you're hired and i was like what what do you mean like i'm I'm getting paid she's like yeah you're getting paid you're you're our additional pa and i walked out of there thinking like wow that's all it took was me to ask and then i realized that's not all it took that's not all it took exactly i worked my ass off and didn't complain and was there with a smile on my face and happy to make copies or get people coffee or drive to Jersey with, you know, no, on my old map quest direction. Oh my gosh. Right. In the pitch black, you know, like it was all an adventure to me and I loved every second of it. Did you ever have a, a Tom Tom, like the, that thing that you had, like put on their dashboard? It was like a Thomas guy, but I think it was called like a Tom Tom, like a GPS thing. <laughs> Oh, I have that. oh my god they were so bad when I started I was like oh I have to have one of those GPS things I couldn't even set it up I remember going Terry Gordon who works with the guild I remember having a pager super sweet 
And I would go to Miller's Outpost, had this uh, phone booth. <laughs> and I would always call Miller's from the phone booth. Yeah. Terry, I don't understand where Sony is. Will you take this uh, freeway to this freeway? I'm like, that connects? Those, fr they connect, like, <laughs> it yeah. was just, but I, I don't think know how we got around anywhere, especially driving a set you've never been to, you know, re in the pitch black, reading and driving. Re it was so dangerous anyway. I'm, I'm so, so happy for, for smart. What we have now. Yeah. Uh, Dan <laughs> just said that he had a Tom Tom. Thank you, Dan. It's like they did exist because I'm like 95 at this point. Um, okay. So uh, that was just one, one of the questions, you know, that I, the reason I brought that up is because I think now, I mean, not Corona time, but more than ever, you have new people come in and it's like, well, I need this. And this is what uh, the expectations and the lack of work that I see being put in, and it's not knocking this, it's, it's reminding the younger generation out there, we, the old, you know, the veterans who have put our time in, not that that's what Sal, Sal said to me once, he's like, girl, we're veterans, honey. Uh, but putting the time in makes people like us who put the time in really see you, right? Like those okay. are the people you wanna help. I think that's so important too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we just had that on Dynasty. There were a few people who came through who really were incredible and right. humble yeah, and, and did the work and you take them under your wing and you want to, you want to help them. You want to get them into the union. You want to give them a better t position on the show, right. you know, you're loyal to them. And there were some people who came through who, you know, were too cool for school and who would not show up sometimes or wouldn't, you know, like you can, we can go on and on in this. We can go on yeah, and on. Yeah. In this, and those people, you're, there's no time for that in this industry. And it's like next, you know? And so that's what um, I think that it's really important to have that humility and, and to come in and be open to learning. Um, okay. So my, do you know who's on here? Theodore Van Runkel? I'm dying right now. Is this real? Like the people that are joining in right now, Dana Pink's here, Sal's here. Like this is a party. This is like a costume party. And I think <laughs> I'm the only one dripping sweat with a pink wig on. No, um, I okay. love it. It's the first time I like wash my hair. In the <laughs> so, you know, I'm happy that we're all celebrating together. Exactly. Well, another thing that I've learned too is like, you know, when you get dressed up to go out, the best part of this is that I don't even, I can have sweats on. I can have this all fab and then just be in sweat. So this is great. Um, here's my next question. Okay, so this is a good one. As I, w as I went down the rabbit hole of rain, which we can do an entire show. Yes, I love Dynasty. Never seen Heart of Dixie, but rain has become my overnight obsession. Now, thinking about rain, when you get the call, so Sal, me, you, Tra you know, we, we do shows that are very iconic, and the wardrobe tends to become a character. So I know for a fact people watch our shows and then they watch them again for the wardrobe so getting the call to do rain where you have to combine the historical elements okay then you've got the jaw-dropping meredith that you bring into the table so to take that on i want to remind the audience and let the audience know that that's a big like can i do this because your your look literally makes or breaks a show like Rain and not to like brag about, you know, what we do, but it really does. And I read in the interview, it was the, I don't know if you meant to do this, but you said, I had to make sure that I kept the historical 
you know, footing to their, to their look, but then I made sure to make it rain. And I was like, oh, did you mean to like make it rain? Or <laughs> to that fun. It was dope, it was a great article. Yeah. So my question is going into this, what was your, what was your approach to going, how can I morph these two? Cause to me, like that gives me anxiety. How did you even begin? Well, it took a moment. It took a yeah. moment to get where we, I wanted to be. And we all were kind of discovering um, together, the showrunners, yeah. yeah. the actors, hair and makeup, all of it, um, what this world was. Because in a way, I, I describe it almost as fantasy because yes, it True. was historical, but it was like, okay, take the historical part of it and flip it. And then what do you have, you know? So I, we always started with a historical idea and um, then it was about how to manipulate it and make it into this world of rain we created right and you know that's why I, in the beginning a lot of people were like wait what like what not understanding and yeah. people were kind of coming out and saying well it's not historically accurate and I'm, i was like yeah no, exactly like, that's you the know that's what we're part doing of here um, yeah. so but you know the the kind of the crazy story to it was the pilot i interviewed for the pilot and i didn't get it um, I don't know if you if you knew this if I mentioned no. it to you, and I was just like okay, and they ended up hiring a big fancy designer. Yeah, and I was like okay, that makes sense. You know, like I really just have Heart of Dixie under my belt. Um, and then I, I got this. a call about I don't know a month later from my agent, and he was like, um, "How do you feel about packing your suitcase and going to Ireland in two days?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, they just fired the designer." and they want you and I was like oh I kind of wanted to be like oh now you want me you know right. no it's, that's I the like, same yeah, thing I say gun for hire <laughs> okay now you want me no I, I yeah, know that but I was like okay, yes I'm there you know yeah. and packed my bag Tiger and I went downstairs at Warner Brothers filled up a couple suitcases with whatever we found that felt like it could work in this world of yeah. rain and um went to Ireland and I had two weeks to do the pilot before we started shooting and oh, so was... you ended up doing that so nothing was even established on the pilot that was no there was stock for there was rentals for background but nothing yeah. had been built um or done for the principal characters got it so that was probably the hardest two weeks of my life um I'm so but after we did that and created this look on the pilot that I felt was a nice blend. You know, the showrunners kept talking about free people. They wanted it to look yeah. like a free uh, yeah, people catalog. That. And in the beginning, I was like, okay, what, is, like, what exactly, you know, is that? So there was the romantic kind of bohemian side of it, that kind of renaissance, you know, vibe to it. And then taking that and kind of mixing in a little bit of, of Elizabethan or Tudor fashion to it. Um, but like I said, I feel like it, it did take us a minute to, to really get there. Like, I'm really right. proud of seasons three and four, because at that point, you got that group. We all down. had it down. Yeah. We built every single piece. You know, we started out with all these rentals coming from Europe. And then finally, the Canadian producers were like, why are we spending hundreds True. and thousands True. of dollars? Let's make everything. So we made everything. And that's when I feel like when we made that switch to stopping the rentals, Hi, Aaron. building everything. Hey, Aaron. Um, that's when it really, in my opinion, like felt the most solid Right, was when we just built it all. Um, and that's what I'm the most proud of for sure. And also I am not, you know, historical films and TV shows aren't what I jump on, but what you did also besides making it rain, you brought the modern, beautiful feminine. I mean, even with the men 
the, the you did this one sleeve. It was so you had the historical silhouettes, but the sleeve had this piping, 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 angle, 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 and it was edgy and it was modern, but it, it had a rock and roll touch to it. So then you got an audience like me, you know? And so I right. think I really think that that takes such a talent to bring in the article that I was reading from Tyranny of Style was saying when he went to watch it, he was like, mm -mm, this is not going to be good. I do not feel this. And after he watched it, he was like, who is this designer? Like, so kudos to you. Like you really Thank brought, you. And, you know, fresh. so much of that I have to just say had to do with the crew in Toronto yeah. too. Like everyone there, I really lucked out. I just, cause I didn't know a soul when I showed up there. True. And they're so talented and the craftsmanship and the skills and even just the fabrics and the leathers and everything like it really it was crazy because I I can't think of another 16th century Europe show that's made in North America like all those shows are made in Europe for right true very smart reason you know so this we were doing all of this and I just am so fortunate that I had this incredible talented crew who taught me so much along the way as well isn't that I noticed that it's funny not funny but all the Canadians watching this they'll know when I go up when I first went up there I was like Canada 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 now I'm like everybody can sew they all can I mean you have a truck girl you have a set girl something rips or like brrr, I was like what you guys have a sewing machine in your pocket this is insane also I wanted to give a shout out when I was looking for the most beautiful fabric that I couldn't find in Vancouver you gave me what's Fabrilux's name she Anita yeah. Anita I saw wig hair mm -hmm. on my face Anita saved <laughs> Meredith so I'm calling a woman in Toronto which by the way I thought Toronto was close to Vancouver and that's not the case at all so <laughs> I I was like remember I said I'm like I'm gonna come see you you're like, really? What? Like in five days? But Anita from you helped me do a show about Hollywood. Like, thank you for that yeah. connection. You know, it's like, that's how much you yeah. got to learn. Just like everyone knew you for your fabric. So, um, okay. So here is another question. Since I love Dynasty so much and I'm obsessed with it. When I look at Meredith's photos, I'm not kidding you. I'll screenshot it and send it to her. Where the hell did you get that? Who made this? Was there a moment because, and I think Jeff Bird, I told him to watch, I told him to tune in. So directors and producers love to write these epic episodes and think like, we're so grateful. And Sal will say this too. They're like, I got a wedding, I have a party. And you're just like, awesome, cool. Cause I'm just finishing, yeah. you know. So on Dynasty, because every time I tune in to your Instagram, to the show, there's always an event. Was there an oh, event? Yeah. Was there an event on Dynasty? Take a minute because you have a lot of events okay. that you made happen that in the midst of it, because I think a lot of costume designers, we forget that like there's a point of I'm out. This is true. I, I can't. I'm going to break. I haven't slept. You've got two children, a husband. Was there an episode that you remember going, I wanted to crawl under my table and looking at it going, this is so what I'm meant to do. Does one stand out in your head? I had a lot of questions about this. Um, there was one early on that was a yeah. little challenging. It was um, season one. It was like episode three. It was an 80s party. And we had to build, um, we had to build something for Liz Gillies, yeah. who I don't think she'll get mad at me for saying absolutely 
hates the 80s, hates anything to do with the <laughs> hey, 80s. Hey, she owns it. She'll, she'll I be love fine with it. I love all things 80s. And she's like, I hate, you know, would come in and be like, oh, what am I wearing? By the way, I hate the 80s. And we had to do a build for her because she needed this like tearaway skirt for this sex scene. And we had to, you of know, course. have five of them. Of and we're like trying to find the right fabric and the right cut on By her. the way, your and 80s parties was epic. So whatever you did worked. People are loving that. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. And then we also wanted to do an homage to the OG, to Joan Collins and her. We did the sleeve that like she had worn on the original. And um, then there was, we also had this real diamond necklace that Natalie Kelly wore, you know, that episode that came with security guards and everything. No way. And it, it was like still in the beginning where everyone's yeah. still finding their footing. Yeah. And we had, you know, hundreds and hundreds of background in 80s where and it was just one of those episodes that was like I want this one to be over you know totally. and then I think we got to the next one and it was like another party it's it's the CW formula it's just like party yep. party not no party 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 you know and they're like you're and welcome you're welcome you're like, oh to it I mean <laughs> it's kind of fun I would just load up on tuxes and gowns and and just have them ready because it was like I, we know we're going to use them it's funny, when I did the science fiction show Travelers, I remember on Pretty Little Liars going from ball to ball to ball. I'm like, can't adult investigator cops have balls? They're like, no, Mandy, we don't have dances. And so you start to like, when you're away from it, you know, I'm like, wait, am I missing it right now? Um, awesome, because I was, I was wondering with Dynasty, because I see what you pull off. I'm like, was there one that was actually hard because you do make it look effortless? Just saying. Thank um, you. Thank you. We, no, there was one other one. We did a Wizard yeah. of Oz episode. Um, you probably didn't get that far. I don't know. That was just last season. Oh, that's and, cool. you know, they're like, oh, you can't have ruby slippers. The, you can't right? Because all the legal things. You can't, there's just like a list of everything you can't do, but it mm -hmm. has to be Wizard of Oz. That was challenging, kind of figuring out how you were going to sell Wizard of Oz without using anything that remotely True. reminds uh -huh. people of Wizard of Oz. Um, I think we did a pretty good job on that one too. I'm going to go, I'm going to go check that out. No, I, we did a fairy tale ball and they wanted to do it based on fairy tale characters, but Ariel couldn't have orange hair, no seashells. No, you know, it's like make a Superman, but not a cape. Go right. for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. um, okay. This is one of the questions that I ask everybody. And I think, as I've been watching different people's lives on Instagram, this is a, a huge question. And it's not make or break you. Like Sophia Amoruso from Nasty Gal, she really did this talk about like what people are doing during this quarantine. And you as a mother of two, finally back in LA, what are you doing because you're so creative, Meredith? Like you post pictures of the moon and people are like, oh my God, that's so meaningful. <laughs> like you, you literally, get me so excited now if i were to post a picture of the moon people are like are you okay are you alive what's happening like have you woken up today so the, your creative bones come out in paintings in words you're really involved with the feminist movement you are behind female directors is there is there something during this time besides spending time with your family that you find is keeping you you know moving and going and you know alive? i to be honest, I just don't have the time for the create to sit and like paint or like right. learn a new skill. It's just not going to happen. If I get 15 to 20 minutes to myself, like a day, like right now, this is like 
time for myself. This yeah. Three, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, and, and, and also with what I know everyone's like binging and watching all these shows and I kind of have to wait if, if like enough people tell me to watch something, I'll yeah. like stay up late for Push me, it. which is yeah. like 10 instead of 8 p.m. <laughs> and what, like I just watched Unorthodox cause I had enough friends be like, girl, what are you doing? You got to watch it, you know? And finally Good I point. did. And I like suffered the next day when I, after I binged it because I was exhausted, you know, but it's like, it's worth it. So, but, but, you know, as, as cliche as it could sound I do get inspired on Instagram and I do love those photos um they I find that it's just it's a form of self-expression and if I'm not spending my days working and expressing myself through the clothing that I create or characters that I create it's it's a way to kind of show my mood for the day and and I do I do love finding kind of digging in looking through something that's maybe a little unexpected or showcasing a photographer or an artist that maybe doesn't have a lot of exposure, you know? So I do, I do get inspired in that. Um, you do, but it also- doesn't take much for you. Literally like your, she posted something about this uh, retreat with female speakers and directors. And when I say like, I'm Meredith's number one fan, sorry, mom, but we will talk about this because we get a little competition here. You posted, literally, you didn't tell me, you just posted about this event on the weekend. And I ended up going, literally camping, like in the dirt, like it was really like outside. It was a lot for me to do that. But that was because of you. So those posts, as much, you know, as cliche as they sound to you, they mean a lot to people. So keep it up. Like it matters. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Totally. The moon, I didn't really, I don't know what I got from that. I'll figure that out though. Maybe I'll, maybe I just need to be. And to be honest, I've also taken this moment to kind of be still and, you know, we're not normally and it's always go, go, go. I don't have time for self care and for meditation and for all these things. And now I've taken that time for myself and it's really, it's really nice. And just to kind of be with my own thoughts, just that alone, taking the time to do that has yeah. just kind of given me like a new kind of outlook right now. And I really, I'm really grateful for that. Cause you know, that gets taken. It really does. It gets sucked up oh, by our yeah. jobs. So by our jobs, I, and then coming home and being a mother, it's like, it takes a lot out of you all day long. So it's kind of nice to be like, like I'm, I'm here, I'm present and I'm taking a moment for myself. Yeah. No, not only she's a mother of two and her oldest daughter is going to be the president. She's going to figure it out. Like she's already on her way and she, and your wife, I mean, that's a lot. Like you've got an awesome husband. You're like, you're, you guys are a great team and it's nice that you get to have some time with them, you know, because I, I, I appreciate that. That's huge. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, one quick question and then we're going to go into questions from viewers. (laughs) Excuse me. Besides me. Um, I already know the answer to this. Uh, who's the first person that you want to hug when you get out of quarantine? Oh, you think you know the answer, huh? Well, I don't know. You're super close to this one person. You talk about her all the time. I don't think you've seen her yet. Oh. It's someone that I'm not close to in my family. <laughs> oh, my mom? You love your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think she's watching. Hi, mom. No, for sure. <laughs> my parents, of course. Like, that's... Of course, I'm hoping to see them, you know, soon. And I, yeah. but I'm also right now want to hug my friends because no, I know I've I'm had just... a rough 
past month and they really were there for me and I'm so appreciative of that so I want to see my friends I want to like go awesome. on a vacation with them and like run in the water and dance and like drink totally you know, we're just gonna be 20 that's the thing is me and my friends there's were my like, mom hi mom oh see mom okay this is so funny because she talks about her mom she loves and by the way her name is Sue Sue you sound like this fabulous woman and Meredith's creativity like I just see where it comes from not that she didn't do it herself but Props to you, mom. Okay, this question comes from Piggy in Glendale. Okay, Actually, Piggy. I just wanted to ask another question because this is something that I daydream about and I know that you would like this. If you had to pick any movie or TV show not to work on, not to be involved in, but to be a fly in the wall and watch the process of that designer on that show, on that film, Pick one. Ooh. I know. Piggy's really smart. That's hard. You know, one of the first things that comes to mind, because it was one of the first films um, that I really noticed the costumes in. And after, this was after school, after I learned what costume design was, yeah. and looked up the designer, was Belda Goldmine. Oh, oh, Powell. oh. Oh, that. Yeah. Christian Bale? And yeah, done. Yeah, that movie done. is so epic. There was a moment where I was watching it, you know, once a week. And that glam rock oh. moment and and not knowing much about costume design at the time, I could right. tell him, like, this looks like it was probably hard. That's Sandy, <laughs> right? I remember thinking it's Sandy Powell, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Sandy Powell. Yeah. Um, so I would have loved Good to... answer to see what her and I think that was early on in her career I'm sure she didn't have a ton of money and I know like those wings you know I'm sure all oh. those beautiful builds and and just the fits on these men were so and Jonathan Reese Myers like stop yeah. McGregor and yeah it was it was and, and and yeah I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that one for oh, sure damn, that's a good answer it was interesting because my ex-boyfriend who was a director straight as can be straight there was a moment he was watching that movie and he was just like, I want to try those pants. I want to get, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, let's yeah. do this. It was awesome. That was epic, epic uh, film. Uh, one really quick story. This is hilarious. So I'm very contemporary. I don't know that much about the past. I don't really know where states are. I didn't go to geography, um, but <laughs> this, is the, this is the best. I had an interview for a commercial and the director said, uh, you know, we want this whole Velvet Underground look. We want this whole Velvet Underground vibe. I'm like, I got you. I'm not kidding you. I did a whole presentation on Velvet Goldmine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind of. Close enough. Throw right? a little Andy Warhol in there. And then, but I remember as he was speaking, I, yeah, I don't know where states are, Sal. I don't really know old movies or geography. <laughs> I was like pretty, you know, maybe a little bit left, but I remember covering up the presentation and like with like another piece of paper and turning it under and like i was like wow i did that presentation on totally the wrong thing um okay so let's go to two more questions let's see of course the hardest names serge s-e-r-g-e reyesa great question uh oh he was wondering in the costume department which i know you sal uh we we've talked about this before Making garments from scratch versus shopping and altering the hell out of it. To me, that's such like a definition of a costume designer versus, you know, some just shopping or styling sometimes. And I think yeah. bringing that back in the house, 
when is it, you know, like when you, you are looking at something, you're with an actor and you're thinking, oh, I can cut that up and I can change it. You know, when there's that moment, they're wondering, when does it shift to, I got to make this, you know, it, you're in that fitting and you're like, forget it. You know, I want to make that, that, that happens, right? It's organic in the fitting where you decide yeah. to forget it. I'm just going to do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it didn't happen so often on, on Dynasty, just because normally if you're at the time where you're doing a fitting, most likely that needs to work and like- You're right, you have to nail or, it. Or maybe you have like two days, you know? So in, it's funny, in the beginning, I thought we'd be doing a lot of builds on Dynasty. Um, and we we didn't. We did when there was specialty, obviously, or we yeah. needed multiples of something and um, anything that was like very costumey. But beyond that, it became such a, a fashion show and such a nice oh. way to display contemporary designers. And simultaneously, the whole 80s kind of movement in contemporary fashion started happening. Yeah, so it was like that's perfect cool. timing where I wanted to have this 80s influence and I'd go to the stores and it was there. Isn't that funny? So, I know that works out. So sometimes. I could just shop off the rack, you know, yeah. so I yeah. didn't end up needing to do that many builds. Um, however, in on rain, you know, that happened quite often All where the time. we would try, you know, we'd be like, we were out of budget for builds or we didn't have time and we try to put stuff from stock and it would just like not be working. Right. You right. Know? And Whether you know, in the fitting, you're just like, okay, yeah, it's time to quit. We're building. Yeah. And like how to delicately say that right, to the actors right. without making them feel like it was their fault, you know? And then we'd run out of the fitting and frantically like come up with something really easy for them, for the team to build in like 24 hours to go to camera, you know? So that definitely happened on Rain. Not so much in Dynasty. Um, you know, Dynasty sometimes it would be more let's, it would be, the really? magic would kind of come and like accessorizing and like Aaron can attest and Allie can attest, like the belts became such a thing. Everything, on, everything. On, on Dynasty and it was like, let's put a belt on it, you know, and it would just like seal the deal and make the outfit. So I love, that really I love that you say that when I watch shows either that I've done and I'm not doing anymore or shows that I wanted to do and I'm like, I just needed a belt. And yeah. Uh, even on 90210, and Tori and Jenny will tell you guys this. When I came, I came with my kit, which came from, you know, different shows, what I bought. And so I've got three racks of accessories. And by three weeks in, Tori and Jenny would show up. And I'm like, what do you guys, what do you guys need? They're just like, I need more. And I swear to God, they've got every finger with a ring and a belt. I'm all, but you have a belt on. They're like, yeah, but I think if we layer the belt, like, <laughs> you create monsters, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a good way funny how belts um they stopped carrying belts in stores like oh. belts started going away and macy's doesn't have a department thing. they don't even have a belt department yeah. macy's and i was Bloomies. thinking about why yeah why that happened and the only thing i could think of is that women started wearing athleisure and and leggings and you don't need belts anymore and it was really disappointing so anytime i see a good belt I yeah get so excited my uh two of my coworkers in vancouver they'll tell you tori and ollie we have Tell you, Tori and Ollie, we have this fantasy. We'll text each other. We're like, I wish there was a store called the Belt Store. We always are looking for the store called the Belt Store, <laughs> and it doesn't exist. I love that. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, 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 uh. God, I've got so many questions. Okay. Yeah, Farfetch, Sal. I agree with you. Also, um, Moda has really good belts. I've been finding. I know, but Moda. sometimes you need them in the moment. That's the tough thing. Yeah, vintage um, then. 
Oh, vintage. And that's what I ended up doing in Vancouver. I'm like, forget yeah. it. And I would go and you just buy, you buy 20. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. use them at some point. Yeah. Which is really making me miss spending other people's money right now. Woo. <laughs> Um, here's a good question. And I know we're getting to the end guys. I know this is getting long, but Meredith, I'm not kidding you. I've never had so many questions. This is from runaway, run away on TV shows. She didn't have a name. So her name is runaway. Um, money. Okay. So, uh, and sometimes this happens in meetings at the costume designers guild is you get on a show. Perfect example. Pretty little liars. Perfect example. 90210 at the beginning. They've got no money, no money. Fine. Now, sometimes, yeah. here, sometimes they actually have no money, okay? You figure it out. Well, well, that's more like independent films, let's be honest. That's more okay. of that, right? Okay. right. That's Fair enough. Show. Yeah. Exactly. So I've had people ask me, well, how did you end up getting this much money? How did you end up getting this much money? And I would like you to tell them that it doesn't, it works as, a, you know, it's, it's not just because you ask for it. You, you kind of have to be the proof in the pudding that your work. You wardrobe. just have to spend it and then they come. No, I like that. Then you come and get in trouble. But at the beginning of Dynasty, you needed the money. And I uh, was like, you know what? Let's yeah. talk to Paolo from Empire. How did right. he get the money? But you ended up getting what you need. But I think it comes from showing your talent and showing how it's another character. Am I wrong? Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. And they never going, you, I mean, I don't want to say never. Rarely, yeah. I think, do producers unless they have been on a yes. high fashion show yep. really know how much you need and how much things cost you know and our producer i pascal i love him he's amazing he got it you know it took a moment it where took it takes that uh -huh. and, and basically i told him we need double what you guys are offering um and it took him a moment to fully wrap his head around that but once he saw what we were doing and why we needed that and yes. that kind of budget, he was really open to it. And I'm so grateful for that. And so yeah. appreciative because he got it and he would come downstairs to the costume. They shop. get excited. Producers that would never step never. in there. That yeah. had no idea. And he would come in and he would look at things and he also had a good eye for fashion and he, he got it for sure. Um, and, but I also just kind of started spending the money and I would turn in budgets for what I thought I needed, That's... not for what they told me yep. it should cost. And it's like, and I would speak up in meetings and be like, okay, like if you want to, if you want that in eighties costumes, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you're going to need to give us an extra $30,000 or whatever, yep. because it, it you sometimes really have to just spell it out for them. They also, you know, don't, don't understand that for a, this is dynasty is the wealthiest family in America. Or That's school, another right? thing. Yeah. That you're not going to spend a thousand dollars on an outfit for someone. Right. You're going right. to spend four, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. at least. And that was being, you know, on a budget. Uh, and so it took a moment, but once I think the, the momentum of the clothes on the show caught on, they were like, Oh, you know, oh, and then, then they wouldn't even question it, you know, no. after a while. And that was, that was kind of the point of my question is it doesn't just come because you say it. It comes with like showing the worth of your work right. and showing what you, I remember being in like production meetings and when they add things in the script, I just, I have a beeline to my line producer, my UPM. I'm like, and afterwards they're like, we know. And it got to a point where they would literally sacrifice production design things that they are like, okay, cool. We don't need to shoot that way, but we need the entrance with these costumes. I was like, wow. Yes. 
Like that's badass. Yes, Antoinette, I agree with you. What um, did she say? Like, this is why we need to understand budgets, like understand budgets, I think not only of our department, but of the whole show. I think that's what totally. you're, you know, getting at too. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of the times for them, it's just an algorithm and they take that percentage of the budget and they give it over and not even really thinking what it's going to take, you know? So, um, and I also feel like I'm not afraid to go over budget, you know, in the beginning of my career, I was. A right. I know I have my like 25 or $30,000, like nothing. And I was like on, and then as I got more confident in myself and in my career, I was like, you know what? There's oh, there's more money. Like I know there's more money and you just kind of start putting slowly increasing your budgets and, and not being sneaky. Explaining no, yourself, explaining why telling them how much it is to get in multiples of gowns that are yep. literally coming in from all over the world and that are $3,000 a pop and plus overnight shipping. And, you know, it's just kind of having transparency and being open about it. And, and also, you know, actors story on a contemporary show, like actors have opinions mm -hmm. and you need to explain to them, like, I need two racks of clothes in here for a fitting to find one look because just because that's know. the way it works. You, <laughs> you never know, know what you're going to get on that day. And, that that's a really good point, uh, Antoinette and Meredith, about knowing how to do a budget. I've had a supervisor bring me the budget with the numbers, and I say, nope, break this down. Tie, belt, stockings, belt. break it down, because the less a line producer and a UPM have to question, if you make it vague, if you just give them the numbers simply, the less yeah. they have to question, the less questioning you're going to get, you know? Mm -hmm throw it out there, show them, show them why, you know, how it's done yeah. or show them, okay, cool. If you want it for 20,000, this is what, this is what you'll get. If this is what we have, you're going to have right. to cut out the water. You're going to have to cut out the stunt, you know, and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. This, sorry, real quick. I love oh, this please. question. Do you think they ever told Nolan Miller? No. And I think, Ooh. no, they did not tell Nolan Miller. No, the original designer of dynasty. Um, Do you know who's asking? Look at the face of that question. Do you still closely see who it is? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I, I see who that is. And and I think no. And that, I, I think that also, you know, not to shift this conversation into a feminist thing, but like, I think that's also because they, it's a, our business tends to be a female driven business. And I think we have to stand up and stick up for ourselves a little bit more than the men. And come in and say like we need this amount of money just like we need this rate just like we you know so much of it does matter because of our gender so I, I think that's a good question you probably didn't mean it in that regard but but we switched you it know, up I, yeah it's, it's definitely true no I, I uh I tend to date production designers I'm not gonna do that anymore but it was one of the best learning experiences don't date anyone you work with Mandy that's terrible I knew experience. him before so I thought it was okay not okay. But what I did learn is they get the script sooner. I know what he got paid. I know what they let. Like, there were so many things that he would be like, hey, come over tonight. I was like, give me the script. He's like, whoa, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they, and the, and the rate, the rate ended up, and this was a good five years ago, but the rate difference was so disheartening that it really, you know, didn't harden me, but it really made me a stronger, uh, you know, a bargaining individual and made me really aware of, wow, you literally get $3,000 more than me. Wow. That's insane. So 
I love that you touched on that point too, and to stay strong with that. I mean, I could do a whole nother interview on that, but that's, that's another conversation, exactly. which we should be having. Which we'll, we'll make a whole, I wonder how many people we can have. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, okay. We've got one more and that's it guys. Or Meredith, do you want to take a question from the viewers? Like we've got, we've got time for one more. Oh, no, this is a good one. I lied. Okay. This is a good one. Okay. You are so about female empowerment and diversity awareness. Um, on Dynasty, you do have like perfect bodies and I'm not saying that's easy, but I know you as an individual, you are about bring me diverse, bring me different look, bring me all inclusivity. Um, you're a mother, you're a strong, beautiful woman. I'm starting to feel like maybe feel like maybe one day we might see an amazing badass television show created by you. Is that ever in the back of your head? Do you ever want to, because I feel you have such a message and it could be even bigger than costume design. Is there any want for writing your own material one day? Um, Just add yeah. to the plate of all your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would love that. And I, I think just as a creative person, you know, I mentioned to you when I started school, I started, I went to film school in Santa Barbara and my original intention was filmmaking, was directing and writing. And then I kind of got, swept into the world of costume design yeah. and love it you know and still do um but i i i love storytelling i love stories i love totally. listening to people's stories i love telling i'm not the best at it but i love telling people stories yeah, yeah we get to do that through costume design we are telling the story of this character um but i definitely hope that you tune in i definitely have a lot of ideas they're always coming in and out um sometimes i'll sh share them with friends um so I don't know. I think never say never. And, totally. and I, there has been a movement of costume designers making the leap into uh, directing. And I think that's incredible. I think that's wonderful. We all tend to be just very creative and like open people who at the end of the day are storytellers. Um, so I don't know. Never Maybe, say never. I think this is just my wish. I took a storytelling class from that online uh, um not app, I guess just website called the writing pad. And as I was telling my story in class, the people that were in the class, a lot of them were actors and writers. And they were like, how do you, how do you, we're super engaged. You've never done this. And I said, I have to sell my story to a director, to a producer. We have to sell our story constantly on why oh, yeah. this works. So I think hand in hand and costume design and storytelling. I think that's in your future. And I will buy the first ticket, mom. I'm gonna get it, Sue. Just wait, <laughs> I am the number one fan. We will fight over this. Um, I, she'll win, because she's your mom. Uh, I wanna thank Western Costume. I wanna thank everyone that tuned in. I wanna thank your husband for giving you this time. And I wanna thank you thank most you. of all, Meredith. You know how much I respect and love your work and your future is so big. I am just grateful that uh, you're back in LA and, uh, but we'll go back yeah. to Canada anytime. We'll put it out there also. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> bring it. Bring it. So you thank and I you are for like joining us. I know. Canadian lovers for sure. Um, oh, there's Cynthia. Cynthia Summers loved it. Yeah, Canadians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, thank you. This is such a great platform. I'm so happy you asked me and awesome. it's only going to get bigger for you too. And it's such a nice moment, you know, like you and I were talking about, we didn't 
get this exposure to other designers when we were, you know, coming no. up the reins and, and, or even younger than that in high school or college. And there's so many young people that, that know this is what they want to do and have the opportunity to listen to people like oh, us and our peers. Yeah. And that is so special and so unique. And oh, thank I, you. I got I, the chills and I was just sweating because oh. I have all of this. Wait till I take my hair off. I'm going to like be dying. <laughs> thank you for saying that. That means a lot. Hi, Gersha. Yes, Canada's great. I want to go back. <laughs> and Dana Universe, we're putting it out there. Oh my gosh, the people that tuned in, I am honored to have you guys here. Meredith, thank you. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Oh, that's my hubby. Okay. Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.